Hello and welcome to the Dumbarton Radio Games Club. We're talking about Hi-Fi Rush. We've been meaning to talk about Hi-Fi Rush for a while. We're finally going to do it. Finally, finally. Bet you, bet you didn't expect that at this <laughs> day and age not. at this time. A discussion of Hi-Fi Rush a month late from what we originally planned? Yeah. Never. <laughs> How would that ever happen? Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so let's jump into this. We're going to do the sh- this show format the same way we did it last time, which was a while back. Um, we haven't done one of these directly for a while. We've been doing Game Pass Games Clubs, but the gist is the first opening part of the show is going to be spoiler-free. It's going to be a spoiler-free discussion. And then we're going to get into spoilers. I'll give a clear warning when we're going to do that. So if you haven't played the game and what we say in the first bit convinces you, hop off then. Go play the game and then come back, you know? Then you can hear the rest of the uh, the, the deep discussion about what we really liked. Uh, broad and then agree with us in the comments. In. Or disagree. You know, that also helps the metrics. It really doesn't matter what you do as long as you do something. Interaction. <laughs> your favorite letter in the comments below. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite band member of Nine Inch Nails? How about that? Yeah. (laughs) See if that happens. All right. Uh, Let's start talking about Hi-Fi Rush. So I want to get in with some context first, because I think this is one of those games where the scenario surrounding the release of it is one of the things that made it really special. You had to be there. Which is that you either had to be there or just, you know, you could still get this experience now if you haven't seen any other things about it. So... The big hubbub about this game is that it, we didn't know anything about it. Tango Gameworks had not announced this. Bethesda had not announced this. No trailers had been shown. This didn't leak, surprisingly. Uh, yeah. There was no leak that I am aware of for this game, at least not one widespread. So when Xbox and Bethesda do their little developer showcase and showcase, uh, I think it was six games total, and there was a little Tango Gameworks Five. slot, everyone was like, hey, what's that doing there? And then it dropped, and Hi-Fi Rush showed on the screen, and everyone was like, huh, this looks, like, really complete. And then they were like, hey, you can play it today. And everyone went (laughs) woo and clapped. Yeah. I think that's an accurate reproduction. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is a little too rare, this day and age, to have a complete game. I also think the reason I I feel like this worked super well on the benefit of Hi-Fi Rush specifically is because this is not a game concept that I think most people would find themselves interested in otherwise. Yeah, no. Like a rhythm and character action game, both of those genres are already niche. So you're working on a a back foot there already for marketing. Um, the marketing trailer that we got was snarky and had a record scratch in it. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty oh, bad. But you're wondering trailer. how I got here. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which I, fits the tone of the game, but I think for a lot of people is a pretty big turnoff. Um, yeah, and so that was probably not super convincing. But then they threw a the little carrot of like, "Hey, it's on Game Pass, and it's dropping later today." So I think that leads to people who are maybe a little bit curious because it looked really solid when they were showing it. But I think the fact that so few people have played a game like this nobody was really sold on it immediately it took people playing it to get sold and then word of mouth spread like wildfire hi-fi rush sold a lot of copies and did very well both on steam and on game pass so i think this was definitely a success for tango in the end uh and i think spoilers for what we're gonna say not for story or anything we really like this game (laughs) oh yeah. yeah i i think this probably goes for for all of us i 
like even even if maybe in the moment we sound like it's a it's a big negative if we ever bring up a negative it's probably just a nitpick in the grand it's, scheme of things i was struggling to try to find something actually bad bad yeah <laughs> yeah uh, uh i think that's the mark of quality here is really astounding considering this can't have had a ton of qa for it to be so tight-lipped and everything and had no one know about this and i imagine tango doesn't have as big of a qa department as larger studios do so i'm impressed um let's get into what Which High also is. shows how impressive the tuning is for a supposedly yes. little qa team yeah i mean yeah great job all around on that um so hi-fi rush for those who haven't heard of this is a character action rhythm game uh, it sits squarely in the middle of those two genres everything's on the beat so enemies attack on the beat, you act on the beat. Even if you mistime a thing, you're still going to act on the beat, which helps get people who maybe aren't great at rhythm games still to kind of play in the rhythm game framework. Super yeah. cool. Always means you're matching the music. Great soundtrack, by the way. Fantastic soundtrack. Fantastic. Both the licensed music and the streamer-friendly music, which is in-house made, to my understanding, is very good. So we're going to talk more about that as we go through boss fights and whatnot. Uh, Overflow yeah, character action cash. game Devil May Cry style you have level up or not level ups but you have abilities that you buy very similar to Devil May Cry which I think was another thing that surprised people because they didn't really go over that in the trailers that popped yeah. up at that day so it kind of seemed like this was going to be a little like four six hour game this is like a beefy game <laughs> It's yeah, it's like it just because uh, there is you know there's 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 post game content uh, you could probably get a solid, like, just with the score chasing and everything, you could probably get a solid, like, 30 hours out of it if you wanted to get everything. Because uh, they make it fun to get everything, which is pretty rare to see nowadays. Uh, that yeah. that phrase is probably going to be coming up a lot with this <laughs> game, rare to see nowadays. Yeah. It's uh, also impressive like, because this is not a full-price release, even if you don't have no, Game Pass. Yeah. It's a $30 game. And I, I feel I, like I after worth playing 60. this, <laughs> all of us would probably have been willing to pay 60 <laughs> Definitely. Have we not oh, had yeah. Game Pass? Um, which is astounding. Like the, the mark of quality here is crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. So before we get into specifics, uh, let's talk about the opening section, which is you find out, of course, that you have magical robot music powers. Woohoo! Yes, because you're a defect. In, you're in defect, a defect, you've yeah, got in, a music player in your heartbeat thing. In, your in that very, I get. Would you call that that tone a snarky cutaway bit? With the where. The, I'd say snarky think, cutaway fits. One, well, one, that, because there we've talked about this, I think, in in passing, where we've compared it to Forspoken because yes, of their similar release window and how they yeah, have the writing. The same of the character in the trailer appears similar. Yeah, but it, it it proves that like you know for for a while things like the Avengers movies were like actually funny and silly. Because you can do that kind of writing good when you have actual passion and people that know how to write funny things behind it. Uh, and then, you know, you can also do it really bad, like in Forspoken, where the characters are just talking and you they want to turn the game off and you want to turn the game off also. Because if they're talking about how annoying the game is all the time in the game, uh, you, you know, it, it kind of makes the player feel like that too. But High Fire is not like that. Um, cause I, I don't know. I, I think in terms of like the, the wacky inspirations, I think they definitely are worn on the sleeve. Uh, like it just feels like somebody really, really liked Scott Pilgrim and Fooly Cooly 
and just kind of like mush them together into their own kind of thing. Because uh, like that just level of like it has like the like the the dumb snarky like one liners every five seconds. But even if you don't like that, there's like a really like over the top physical gag that's going on, or like just like an entire mm-hmm. scene will come to a stop to just have something that like if you know what it is, it's a reference to something. But if you don't know what it is, it's still funny because it's just absurd. Like that like, one time, which this happens right after the the first level, so I don't think it falls into spoiler mm-hmm. territory. But like, uh, they only do it once in the whole game. But you come back uh, to um, the the home base for your little squad. And uh, <laughs> what what's her, cinnamon? No, cinnamon's the the robot. Peppermint? Oh cinnamon? my god, peppermint. Pepper. There we go. I, they're all food names, so I'm gonna get mixed up. Peppermint yeah. chai cinnamon. Yeah. Eight away. Uh, peppermint. Uh, like chai says something stupid, and, and peppermint turns to the camera, and just all the lighting goes black. It's just uh, like underlit to the face <laughs> to make her look terrifying, and there's like a snap zoom and everything. They never do that for the rest of the game. All of that was made just for that one gag, and it's really funny. Yep. I'll say <laughs> that's so a. Good. I think that's a huge part of the difference between Forspoken and this. And we have talked about Forspoken on the show, and how yeah. Brett and I like sat there and played it for a while, and legitimately began to lose our minds over the course it was of like, really the funny. demo. <laughs> Incredibly funny. I wish we had recorded it. Uh, yeah. It was insane. <laughs> the amount of times um, the tutorial popped up for something, what was it, five or ten minutes after? Horrific. After horrific. you asked about it. But I want to get yeah. to the point there, which is, with Forspoken, we were already hearing repeats of the same lines mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. in that demo. Uh, and I think here because the, these jokes are almost entirely one-offs they land so much better um because you're not getting them hammered into your skull or if you are getting them repeated it's a three beat so it's gonna have like a different twist on the final exactly. one um, i think there was one one of the expressions comedy. we used was the shotgun approach for like throwing jokes at the wall yeah but the yeah. thing is so many things at once it's a slug shotgun and it keeps hitting <laughs> yeah <laughs> And they are wildly accurate. They really got that <laughs> spread pattern narrowed on the uh, the jokes here. Um, yeah, so I think generally the writing and comedy lands really well. Uh, the gameplay is super solid. I think this is a very good example of a rhythm action game, or even just a, a character action game taking the rhythm out of it entirely. Yeah. I, I would say this is up there with the likes of Bayonetta and Devil May Cry. It is a contender Ooh. for that title of like a great rhythm action game i would say this game's better than bayonetta 3 and i oh, don't yeah, think the, a lot of people would disagree <laughs> i so. i think in in another episode we we did say that this game just feels like in the wake of platinum's very strange incapability of making a, a non-bayonetta product having a weird that is actually year. good <laughs> this feels this feels like a like a like an old platinum game like if you this, this feels like, like a clover game that works clover game. would make yeah, yeah, like Clover on, on the PS2 would make something like this, is what it feels mm-hmm. like. It's it's great. Which is great, because a lot of the developers on this game were Clover devs. Exactly. <laughs> <Finally>. <laughs> um, they still got it. Because Clover used to make the Beautiful Joe games. Uh, they've made a number of action games that... Okami. Uh, Okami and a few other things that have been very well received. They then split off into Platinum and into some other studios. Uh, some of them went to form Tango off of Platinum eventually. So there are some real vets here of very high-quality directors of action games. With Beautiful Joe and Okami, also, the art style for this game. Yes. Incredibly cartoony yeah. and fun. and just Heavily stylized. 
it's, I would also say this is going to age great. Like, I don't think this game yeah, is going to look yeah. bad ever. Um, they they really landed, I think. This, to me, feels a lot like when Guilty Gear Strive first into Exerd first got, started getting shown, and people were like, this art style is great. Why isn't this in more games? This feels like the first game that's not in those genres, and maybe Genshin actually used it. could fit in. Yeah. Uh, that has used that style and it works really well <laughs> so mm -hmm. i i hope we see this style again from tango i would love to see their uh, either a sequel to this or something else but it looks great in motion um i'm sure it took a lot of effort because you can tell they hand animated so many things here for this yeah, to work yeah. right and tuned things perfectly they play with uh, yeah, like everything smear like frames but in 3d the animations being on beat always Yes. For everything, oh. for like, like, just like, like traffic cones in the background and like and panels lines on the of wall. paint on the walls and like it's vent crazy. fans and. Also, did you guys notice that like one of the things that I really enjoy, like one of the little tiny uh, love touches that I like in video mm -hmm. games, is when, um, you know, you, the the sounds of your foot falling on the ground, um you know, make different things, like whether it's splashing yeah, in a yeah. puddle, on dirt, on a metal grate, things yeah. like that. There's there, there's little visible onomatopoeia impact lines mm -hmm. that yeah. change depending on what surface Chai's foot is landing it's on. It's wonderful. Along and the sound the is sound different. For that too. Yeah. yeah, it's absolutely phenomenal. What was that, Brett? Oh, I said it's all on beat. To, to yeah. reiterate what we said, it's all those things—the the sound, the little visuals, and everything—it all goes with the song that's playing in the background. Yep, so which it's is very just, satisfying. It's the level of commitment here is, I think, what makes a difference. Of mm -hmm. uh, when I think there have been attempts at this type of game before. Um, no straight roads came out. There's been, I think, maybe the closest thing in quality level to this is Sayonara Wild Hearts, bizarrely, mm. which is not really an a super close comparison but it's the only type of rhythm game that is not a pure rhythm game that i think has gotten close mm -hmm. to this in quality uh no straight roads has the problem of just it's not got the polish behind it it's a great concept some of the boss fights are really fun but it just doesn't stick the landing and hi-fi rush everything sticks the landing of like mm -hmm. it continues to be impressive and it continues to introduce new things as the game goes on that continue to, to just make it a better full product, which I think is just really exciting to see a game treated this way. Um, yeah. All right, let's talk about the first two levels while we're, we're going through the spoiler-free, and then we'll jump into spoilers. Uh, so our first level is Chai learning his abilities, finding 808. Uh, you learn the basics of combat through, I would say, some quite fun tutorials. They're not... Yeah. They don't make you wait around... Uh, Once that when you're replaying, them. you can you can skip. Yeah. Yep. They contextualize I them didn't... too, as like Chai in his head going through being on a stage and like equating the world to his stage. So it's got and some great. If you skip a tutorial, uh, if you skip the tutorials enough, a refrigerator will get angry at you. It will, yes. and you'll feel very <laughs> bad. <laughs> and then it will refuse to give you the tutorial if you skip too many of them, which is very funny. Uh, yeah, so great tutorial at the start. It introduces you very quickly to the basic enemies, which are just like standard hit you with a stick, guys. There's some that uh, shoot you with a blaster. Uh, that's pretty much the yep. most of the enemies in the game, to be honest. Pretty much. They varied uh, up enough. They varied up enough. It, it, that's the same for they most action bigger. games. You get to see your basic, too. Uh, 
yeah, you go through, and we eventually fight our first boss fight, which I think this, for me, is the moment where the game clicked. Of like, yeah, I see. Definitely. I see what's happening when you fight uh, you fight QA1 million, which is this gigantic robot, classic two arms that you gotta beat up, pounding the stage, so you need to jump to dodge attacks. Mm-hmm. That was oh. a very fun big boss to fight with, with dodging it. Because dodging, I think, for the like the only... I think nitpicker problem that I had with the game was in air movement being sort of like that just completely halts yes. your momentum and in, in parts. I think that's the best um, way to put that. There, there is like this weird thing with the jump where the jump will not really carry your momentum forwards and sort of has its own framing, which I think is probably to guarantee that your double jump is always on time. I have a feeling that's why that it, that's the way it is, but it does feel awkward of like, when you do like a dash jump, it feels like you should be shot further or something, but you're really not. You're just kind of getting more upward momentum than you are horizontal momentum, which in in practice it starts to feel fine after a while, but it does feel really awkward at first. Good for those air combos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this first boss fight I think was great. It's a great introduction to the types of mechanics you're going to see, which is actually there are unique mechanics for every boss. Uh, yeah. This QA one million's big gimmick is that you're having to like push, uh, punch in the arms so that you can reveal a weakness at the center and do some like crazy damage. Every boss is their own thing; they don't tend to repeat, which is yeah. great. Um, the song here is yes. what, oh, what's the number? It's a nine inch nail song. It's, one million or it's ten. Yeah, yeah it's, that it's, it's or it's million. like the nine hundred. Ninety-nine thousand. It, it it might be nine hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine, but that also is another Nine Inch Nails song. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, <laughs> Either, it's, it's one interesting. million being the sequel to it. Because because playing this game for the first time was the first time that I heard had heard this song before. Yeah, that's one million. Because <laughs> uh, it's yeah, because it's just not on a like a very well known Nine Inch Nails like album. It's one of the newer ones that uh, I just kind of went under the radar. Because admittedly, it is it is a very very simple song, which is, you know, not really the best for a Nine Inch Nails album, but it's really good for this game to have as a first boss fight <laughs> yes. song. Just have something be like perfect four four time with just an interesting riff that repeats a lot. Um, to really let just like okay, this is as simple as we could possibly make it. Uh, and we have a big name on it. Worth saying also that like the first song here in the game is Lonely Boy by the Black Keys. Yes. So already yes. you have the, the big name star power on it. That is an awesome song by a kick-ass band. Uh, yeah, and then for sure. Following it up with this, I mean, like, it, the fight is pretty simple, but then you have, like, the, the banner on it, and he moves with every single, like, eighth note to do a different, like, arm movement or something. And, like, mm-hmm. that's, that, is, that is, like, the moment when you're dodging all those in quick succession where it's like, okay, now we, all right, it's it's all come the matrix has formed in, inside of you and you understand exactly. the music uh exactly. and I, I, that's like the real you know superpower of this game is because it's so consistent with having everything be on beat it just is so smooth to play the whole time which is mm-hmm. phenomenal uh, i think that's a very impressive thing that the game is doing of just making you feel like you're doing well even if you just aren't necessarily on beat uh, it's also got great assists of if you're not a rhythm yeah. inclined player, you have a lot of things you can enable. And it was just a patch that came out that I think fixed uh, why it was going to be on this, but computer problems can't be. Oh. So why it's like only major issue with the rhythm stuff is that there are certain like rhythm parry things that you get later in the game that are much harder to pull off. Uh, and those are legitimately like a, if you can't pull it off, you can't finish the game. 
uh, in the old version. Yeah, now there is a you before. have to do them. Uh, now there is an easy mode for those where you only need to hit most of the notes, and so it's not as punishing and as hard. Nice that you can enable on the lower difficulties, which is super great. Uh, it oh, means... those special locks. I thought you were talking about the um the, the, the laser enemy later on. Yeah, yeah the, well, they do the same thing. Both of them have that now. So there's a number of things that have that. Uh, but yeah, it's great. It's super accessible now. I think even if you're not into rhythm games, you can get into this. The music is great throughout. Uh, we were all nervous when the licensed music started in the trailer. I think yeah. everyone had a reaction of like, huh, what's going on? Especially because this is like a super anime aesthetic game that suddenly yeah. is playing Nine Inch Nails. And there's a little bit of dissonance <laughs> there of like, <laughs> I don't quite you, match you see, this. It, when, when you're just watching it, you have a similar reaction to what one might feel when you're watching the announcement trailer for a game like Crime Boss Rock A City, where you just <laughs> see a game with an art style and just star power in it, and you just go, "Okay, this is very, this is very strange." I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, I, I don't think these these devs went up to Trent Reznor and were like, "Please, Trent, you would love this game." Our very brightly colored game would fit super well with all of your album covers that look like torn apart flesh and yeah. rust. This would be perfect. Please let us, please let us use your music for this game. I don't think they did that. I think they were just like, okay, we like this song and this song and this song, which is a dangerous thing, but it worked really well for this because they all picked good music. Which is also wild, Brett, fits. because that is what they did for specifically the One Million song of when they prototyped really? this fight. Yeah, so you, Minmax did a great interview awesome. with uh, John, the like director of this game. Um, where he talks about like what the initial concepting of this was like, and they prototyped the one million fight to one million before they had the license. Oh, so they, that's, that's they didn't know they were going to get it. And they were <laughs> like, okay, we're going to prototype it to this song, and then we're going to try and get the license. And they did, and so they didn't have to like scrap anything. But that's nice. what happened is they actually like prototyped things to the music they wanted. Um, and I think in most so cases got it, come true. which is bizarre. Awesome. That, that, that shouldn't have worked. <laughs> But it, you, you can tell honestly this, because with like this game it deserved to work yeah oh yeah it deserved to work but like you can like i don't know i, I can't i can't imagine any of these fights with a different song they're all tailor-made even the ones that are like made in-house they're tailor-made for that yes. like in-house made track that's probably that's what they the other had to thing get if you turn on streamer mode you're playing with different music but the different music is all very good it's in-house yeah. made and it's meant to sound like the songs that are being uh, taken out so that you're not getting copyright struck. It's still great. Like all the music is very good. Um, yeah, I think super phenomenal first part of this game. Great introduction. It just gets stronger, and this is I think where the game like really reveals its scale. Of Brett, I I don't think 30 hours is enough to fully complete this game because I'm checking my own time here. I only I mean, played probably an additional hour and a half after I beat the game, and I'm at 20 hours. Oh, so I, well, I, I, if I knowing, recall, the main campaign is like um, 16 hours minimum. Yeah, something like that. It's Jeez. long, it's lengthy. Gang Beefy piece, campaign. High five rush. <laughs> yeah, where? Okay, let's see. Where do we see so where the are you hours sitting, Alex? done? Um, where, where's the... It's the, the achievements page. Uh, achievements page. Oh, this, this might... Yeah, if you scroll down, there'll be like achievements actually. in your Game Pass bit. You click on the uh, the big like. Oh, oh! I thought I took longer for this. Uh, seventeen hours and two minutes on my end, and I've just started the the post game. Yeah, so that seems like about the par. So beefy it offering felt, here. It it felt a lot longer in a in a very good way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
in, in a great way. Especially because I, I think one other thing that we should mention before we get into spoilers is how non-repetitive the levels are. Like, this yeah. is something that really surprised me. Of It does not feel like you're ever playing the same like level environment again outside of like some similarities like this because you're in one location so obviously the similarities but every level has like its own environment that stands out super well there's all sorts of cool environments um the trailer showed off like there's a there's an underground lava area there's an area that is like the museum you're going through um there's the main area that you're walking through which is just like the streets of the city there's all sorts of cool stuff so tons of fun things to look forward to with the level design here yeah, it, it that's that is another thing that makes it feel like a, a a thing plucked out of game design from another age because you just don't you don't see that anymore. I feel it like feels a like lot Ratchet of games, Clank. Like it feels like a Jack and it Daxter does, or a Ratchet genuinely, and Clank. yeah. Because and it's not necessarily like some games like depending on how they're made. Like just just saying that something is repetitive isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like some games are built around having a really good grind. Like things like uh, uh, Vampire Survivors, like that is built yeah. around doing the same thing over and over. Yeah. Like, and it's great for it. Um, but like, I feel like a lot of things, especially in like the very open world direction, everything's going, you really can't have the, okay. And then something new happens and something else new happens. And something else new happens because what happens if you accidentally go to the last thing first, you missed all the new things before that. Cause it's open, but because the game is linear, it's like every single level, like, okay, yeah, you have like, you can, you can jump around and you swing and, and do the rhythm and, and things, but like, there's different things asked of you, like different amounts of platforming, different stage hazards that are unique to even like one part of one stage that you will never see again for the rest of the game. Uh, it's, it's, it's crazy how it, it almost feels like, like, I think we would all very much be excited for a sequel for this game. I don't even know what else they would do because it feels I, I like be they should different thing. I think you could yeah. totally use the setting again and like the concept oh, yeah. again, different characters. Maybe you play a different character. Maybe it's like, maybe you play peppermint this time and you go on a different adventure. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like that would be the, the route to take for a sequel here of like classic. I honestly feel really. like sequel. Cause I, not, not to say they perfected it. Cause I mean, you know, perfection is um i honestly feel like the best route for a sequel wouldn't be a rhythm action game but putting their own you know spin on something that's you know not been mm. done as well before yeah i feel like you've got to keep the rhythm but maybe something else instead of yeah. it being a straight character action game uh it could be interesting all right i want to talk about one other thing before we move on which is the partner characters because this i think is like a big selling point of hi-fi rush is you have partner characters you can call in at any time i'm not going to spoil who they are the only one that i think the trailer reveals at the start is peppermint who is your Mm -hmm. gun-toting uh partner in crime essentially and she's got some awesome moves that you can pull off and i love how these characters are integrated where you have like a very quick cooldown on them they're very easy to use again uh you always have access to them so they they don't do the thing where they like take it away after you get this this is a thing you are going to be relying on for the entire game afterwards there's enemies that will like you need to use peppermint's gun to take them out there's platforming things of like you need to use the gun to take out shields to do platforming all sorts of cool mechanics involved with this uh and whenever you get new stuff it never takes away the old stuff so you're always building on what you can already do um, and there's you can crazy cool the attacks. There's upgrade attacks for these people. The same way that you have upgraded attacks for Chai and his main moveset, you can upgrade your secondary characters 
to do really cool, fun stuff. So you can get, like, my favorite thing is you eventually, there's this thing called a beat hit, which is essentially a combo ender. Uh, the big twist with this is you have to hit it on beat. So this is like the exception to normal attacks where you don't need to be on beat. A beat hit, you have to hit on beat. There's like a big thing on the screen that shows you when you, you're going to do it right. And they feel super good. They're like big flashy attacks, but you can press different buttons. So it's not like your combo ender is always the same. You can, when you unlock the ability to use Peppermint as a beat hit, you get like a crazy cool attack where she'll pull out a big laser cannon and then you have like a on beat laser cannon blast. Um, and they do different things. There are like different purposes to all of these. There's one down the line from a, a separate upgrade that doesn't even do damage, but makes things more vulnerable. Like super cool stuff like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Any anything else you want to talk about before going into spoilers? Uh, well, with 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 the 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 draw the the teleport in sidekick characters go. I there there's some puzzles in lightning that yet yeah, I'm not gonna you know spoil setting of and things like that, but. Oh, the the way that they designed having to like rapidly switch back and forth between certain swap in characters' mm -hmm. abilities to get through some of the platforming. Oh, that was so satisfying to be. It's very yeah, yeah. It feels like th this game is the the best game to get into a flow state since Titanfall Two, and that's saying something because Titanfall Two is like it's it's crack <laughs> for for your brain on the screen yep. when you start it's really hard but when you start pulling things off right in titanfall 2 it just feels like you're you're a demigod and it's way easier to feel like that in hi-fi rush because of how much like how much they help you without making it like baby easy mode poo -poo yeah that's the thing that like, we're talking a lot about how the game helps you this is not an easy game <laughs> no you, yeah even it's, on it's, normal it fights yeah. back <laughs> Yeah, which which is good. It would be Herman otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Herman holding a tiny little copy of Hi-Fi Rush. This is crack. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I also that's the, like the, the one... appeal of rhythm games too, and I think that's oh, yeah. Hi-Fi Rush has taken that appeal and made it a lot more mainstream by integrating it with a genre that is much more appealing to a, a much wider array of players. I think. Mm -hmm. I hope mm -hmm. more people demand good rhythm action games now, because the the, the first my demand now. My my first experience with you know rhythm action because thing was back when we were doing Metal Hellsinger for Game Pass because I yes. thought like you know what I have literally no rhythm I'm probably going to hate this might as well try to broaden my horizons and then I loved it it put the <laughs> rhythm in your soul Alex yeah <laughs> you yep. can't escape the beat now <laughs> yep and yeah, I, I need I more say... and Hi-Fi Rush gave me more the the one extremely my this this probably amounts to my biggest complaint for the entire game uh is that compared to the rest of the soundtrack the the soundtrack for the first level isn't that great and that's probably my only complaint like legitimate like complaint for the whole game and it doesn't it doesn't even matter it really doesn't because it's probably just because it's a very simple song to like 1 million ease you into the yeah. you know the game's like premise and stuff which i without saying specifically it does you know mix it up you get some things with different uh like beats on the offbeat that are like screwing up your your 4-4 tempo because you're tapping the button when you think you should and you should be waiting a beat because it's on the offbeat and so you're not getting any of your combos done or they mix up time signatures and stuff i wish i wish they went a little further in that direction that's the one thing where i can see like okay yeah. there has not been like a game 
that is this good that is like this before we should just stick with things that are like four four and just mm -hmm. go with that which to i trying i don't i don't think i'm I, I do not know music theory at all other than what i learned in band class and like school uh but four four is like what most songs are where there's four beats in a measure of music that's yeah 99 like there's a is consistent that. tempo and beat here even if they're not always exactly the same it's very consistent yeah. in terms of i i think it's not a problem but it does mean no. your gameplay is not going to change feel drastically for the majority of this it's not going to be like you're suddenly in a much higher bpm area where you're attacking much faster it's always pretty similar so i i think that will help most people of it's not going to be hard Definitely. to get back into beat. Yeah, i think there was one level that felt slightly off. Yeah, like, we'll, I, we'll talk about that. And I had talk about the offbeat. Yeah. Uh, and I had the same problem with the Metal Hellsinger, where it's like there was just one level where the BPM was so strange, and I could never get it. And then yeah, the rest of the were That tends fine. to happen with these types of games. Um, we'll talk about that in a minute. All right, so final thoughts on a non-spoiler version. I think uni unilaterally, everyone who's played this game that we've talked to has enjoyed it. Even Wyatt, who couldn't be here has very much enjoyed this game, though he hasn't had a chance to finish it yet. Uh, everyone else I've talked to that played this, which is a lot of people who have just, like, because it's on Game Pass, picked it up, have had a great time. I mm -hmm. legitimately don't think there's a way to have a bad time with this game. <laughs> no, yeah, seriously. If you have Game Pass, download it. If you don't have Game Pass, buy it. Yeah, save no. up and buy it, the 30 bucks. <laughs> I think this is the one time where, where I've seen the, the something sweep meme go around on Twitter and it's actually been like worthy <laughs> of, of having a sweep and then swept. The, the Hi-Fi Rush sweep was real because the things that released around it were kind of mid. And so Hi-Fi Rush just kind of obliterated everything. I mean, like, and I'll everyone was still like, say, of the games I've played this year, which has been quite a few and quite a few yeah. good ones, this is still my game of the year. <laughs> Like, I it's think we so made a lot funny. of jokes about it being a Game of the Year contender, <laughs> but I legitimately think it still is and probably will continue to be. Uh, yeah. We'll see when uh, Diablo 4 and Final Fantasy 14 come, or 15, 16, whatever number they're on 17, now, 18. come out how, how much people th keep agreeing with that and Breath of the Wild sequel. I, I think in our Game of the Year but... chat, I talked about Hi-Fi Rush, you know, because I have no sense of time and it's uh, it's an illusion that marches yes. forward but it will <laughs> we, be uh it will be the game of the year thing again most likely <laughs> yeah, the yeah, only I mean, game in history year, it's gonna be up for best soundtrack no matter what yeah. i don't think there's a way yeah. that can change uh yeah i opinions are very high on this so this is your chance uh go play the game come back we're gonna talk about spoilers now so you got you got a few seconds to leave as soon as i stop the spiel we're in the spoiler territory in five four three two one all right spoiler time so how about them samurai <laughs> Oh yeah, um, oh yeah. Actually, you know what? I do hate that enemy. <laughs> I, I, it's not, one not of those in the things. Way that it's bad in the way that I, I still haven't gotten it down yet. But when I no, do, exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's the classic. The, the, the Dark Souls tried and true. This thing is, is ninety percent bullshit. But the second you get it, you just hit them every single time, and it feels great because it. You need to be precise. And on this, it. to be so clear, good. is the enemy we were talking about of having offbeat attacks. So. Yeah. You have to, you'll have like this parry timing thing that comes up and you have to like parry on the beat. And the parry here is just ever so slightly offbeat because it works on a different yeah. times, time scale for this enemy. Yeah. So if you are not noticing that and playing to it and thinking you're hitting it on beat like the rest of the enemies, it's not going to work and you'll be confused. Um, you guys think I, I think. 
Kingston would be the cafeteria. Yeah. Huh? Definitely. Yeah. Where, where do you he think the best place to practice against the samurai yeah. would be? It's the cafeteria. Or the training area where you can just make one. Oh, yeah. Then fight it. The cafeteria is so cool, though. <laughs> it's very cool. It is very out of order, but it, it like, this is just kind of how this always happens. Where we just talk about shit out of order, but this is consistently. Look, if you, you, just see... if you want a detailed breakdown of the story of Hi Fi Rush, go play the game yourself. <laughs> that, that, is, that is another thing. Before, before the stream started. take you 20 hours. Yeah, but before the stream started, we were like, okay, this is probably not going to be all that long. And I was like, yeah, this isn't going to be like a near discussion because I think our near games club was like over two hours. And that's because that game oh, is like yeah. a, that that is a dense Brett, game breakdown. When you breakdown. get to playing Automata, there's going to be another over two hour. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I can imagine. Uh, but Hi-Fi Rush, is, it's literally like you you can just be the dumbest person on the planet like try and just understand the story perfectly it's because they're not good. asking very much from you it's perfect it's, it's not groundbreaking it's good it's cheesy in parts it's, eventually it's you get shot out of a parts. cannon you know mm -hmm. <laughs> that that's yeah. what to expect from this. it feels ever. like and it's the worst plan ever it feels <laughs> like the story of a like direct-to-video animated movie in the best way possible yes yes <laughs> it truly is just a fun time and I think the fact that the game is like so aware that it's not taking itself seriously has really helped it. Of uh, they they know exactly how far they can push the buttons uh, mm -hmm. of their players to get them cringing, but not enough that they stop playing. I think. It's, yeah, exactly. I I think that that works in its favor for yeah. sure because Chai towards the beginning especially is like he's not like he's not a a forspoken. Chan unlikable and he's not uh Luke from Tales of mm -hmm. the Abyss unlikable but he's he's just cringy enough where it's like this guy's kind of like an ass he's a little bit he's he's a little bit unsalvageably stupid uh but then like <laughs> he he doesn't he doesn't become any like smarter or more aware of himself by the end of the game but by as the game goes on like it it becomes less of a of a hateful cringe and more like a oh he's he's at it again that little bastard Look at this. there he How goes again Making those jokes that aren't really funny, and that's why they're funny. Oh, look at him go! It's great. Yeah, uh, I I think generally this game has a great tone. It does a very good job of Chai not being a problem, uh, yeah. and instead being a like lovable dork rather than. But it's in, showing Chai having fun in in the yeah. game. Yeah. So you have fun too by proxy. Yes, I think that's a big deal. Like Chai is an maybe not always enjoying what he's doing, but generally has a good outlook and that makes it more fun to play as him because yeah. your your own I'm, excitement as a player is kind of reflected back on you. I, also, watching the 3D get punched out of him is uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, truly phenomenal. There's the, just the, the art for almost the entirety of this game is like incredible. And I say almost because there's like a couple of the the 2d scenes where you could just tell that they're done by different people and you could see the styles change and that's yeah like, okay they couldn't hide that they're two different people that did the keyframes <laughs> for that but just like the the transitions between 2d and 3d are just like there's there's no critique against them possible they're either literally on like in within a frame and are like only distinguishable like after like a transition where like okay the 2d 3d swap happens chai crashes through a window and the second the window explodes inward now it's in 2d so they can get some good squash and stretch of him like rolling around or something 
Uh, and it's there's no like weird like loading screen or like hitch in between that like separates it awkwardly like you'd have with any other game with like FMV versus an engine stuff. It's I don't like I don't know how they did it. I, I kind of just expected that like ever since the the PS One we were just gonna have a weird screen hitch every single time we had a a, a not in engine video come up on the screen. But the Hi-Fi Rush has proved that we've been to the moon. We can make a cutscene just happen without a loading screen, and that's insane to and me that they're going great. to be. Yeah, it'll it's, never it's... happen again. Exactly, it's almost <laughs> infuriating that there's going to be games afterward for the next ten years that are allowed to not be able to do that, and I don't understand why. You already did it right, humanity. Why? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah. Should we should we attempt to go by like boss fight or something? Because I feel like those yeah, are I think we should mention all the boss fights because they're they're all very iconic and good. Uh, our yeah, yeah. next one, one after one million is Rekka, I believe. Mm, yes, uh, and Rekka is kind of the wrestling themed fight, of course. Yeah, that's um, how you win us over, man. It's really not that hard. It's, it's great. Hard. It wasn't hard. <laughs> She's got a big belt, and that really does the, the big... entire job. <laughs> The big bell. Oh my god, the clanking of her gauntlets starting the fight. Yeah. Yes, and it starts Constantly the music. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Great details. Uh, her fight also has some really interesting stuff of the first half of it is pretty standard, and then she gets a bunch mm-hmm. of electric attacks that you can't take and have to dodge and actually like move around and play around and wait for openings. Uh, it kind of introduces like all, the more dance. All the boss, of fights boss fights just have these like really nice, intricate second phases that completely yeah yes flip things from before it's oh yeah they, you know they put a fight... huge amount of effort into them yeah you know what this fight actually reminded me of almost immediately the second that the second phase hit ryan yep uh this game this game felt almost exactly like uh the the colonel volgan fight in snake eater <laughs> because he does the same thing he does the same thing he's just these big buff electric character who will shock you from a distance and if you don't do the thing right you will get shocked and you can't avoid it it yep. plays very similarly obviously it's like faster and on rhythm and there's a, you have a lot more options as chai than you do as yeah. naked snake but immediately like it almost feels like they had to have been like, oh, this is a good video game thing to, to look at. I think big buff on. electric person is also just a good sell. Like that's... Oh, it is. It is. I, I might be a little sell. deranged because I think I at first I thought the boss you're going to liken it to was the Sekiro gorilla. That's <laughs> evil and no. <laughs> Absolutely not. That gorilla sucks. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I also want to point out here, like at this point in the game, you don't have the ability to parry. You don't unlock parrying yeah. until much later, uh, so this is a halfway through fight that you have to dodge, and it, that also makes it feel really rewarding if you're working with a limited tool set here. But it doesn't feel limited mm-hmm. because the game does a really good job of pacing out upgrades and new buttons to press, yeah. so that you're never overwhelmed, but you're always getting something new to play with, which is super satisfying. Uh, the music here, I feel like, in this fight, was a little bit more forgettable. Not yeah, necessarily. I think it was in house. I'm pretty sure. I don't know that it was in house, so. but it's it's slower paced than other boss fights. There's a lot of like dead time here, which isn't yeah. again not a bad thing. It's going to be to your taste of music, very much so. Like any of these fights could be best or worst fight to you if you depending on what music you like. Uh, I think for a lot of us, we were here for the Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> I was here for the Nine Inch Tales. Yeah, it wasn't the strongest um, 
boss fight soundtrack. But otherwise, I think, yeah, very fun fight. Uh, this is the first one that I think I had to retry of, like, I totally did not understand Same. the electric bit for a minute and got smashed into the ground. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what a shame. I, I had to go after Mimosa, I think, five or six times before it was yeah, Mimosa. Yeah. We'll get to Mimosa. <laughs> we will get to Mimosa. I think this is also the point where you realize that, like, this game's not going to hold back, even if... No, yeah. Because I remember early on, Brett, you had messaged me, like, I'm worried this is going to make the game too easy with, like, the, everything being on beat. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that feeling probably and went away. And then you're wrong. By this point, it was not a problem anymore. <laughs> yeah. Full confidence at that point. All right. Uh, yeah, after Rekka... Do we go directly into... Because the next one doesn't have a main boss, and then we go into the stage, right? Yeah, then we go to the stage after that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Wow. Huh. It, so, I, I feel like the stage, there's more regular stage in between these two fights, yeah. but there is, I think this is where yeah. the boss pacing starts to slow down a little bit, and you they, are doing more regular fighting. Because they introduce so many mechanics to you in between yeah. these two fights. And like It's not like the, the boss pace slows down, sure, but it does not get boring. There's things to replace it. It doesn't feel like this is, you're missing something. This is where you get the parry, right? Because of the laser yes. turret? Yes, Sanzo, you get the parry. Yeah. Uh it's with the parry in this game works on rhythm like everything else if you hit it you'll do a parry on the beat and if you are getting hit on that beat it won't hurt you magical uh super useful hard to get the timing down on but once you do you can parry basically everything in the game there's a couple things you can't but it's largely everything is parryable and there's also of course parry attacks you can pull off later on you have parry partner attacks which are super fun of like one of my favorites is I think you get one with um we'll we'll talk about uh oh my lord wind staff lady Corsica uh yes. later on that just knocks everyone into the air and is super fun so and good. you get like an upgrade so for it that just makes them stay up there for a super long time oh it's really it's fun. really fun uh yeah love the parry system it feels super satisfying and it, dodging is also still always useful just because it gets you out of out of the way of things. Uh yeah, it, this level goes hard. I think Zanzo's level is super strong it's because they're <laughs> throwing a lot of stuff at you. It's a long level. There's like multiple different environments here. If you yeah. have like the lava part we... of the stage and then the lab part. Yeah, and then when we get to the like the actual Zanzo, th- it's a really cool departure from a normal boss fight. Yes, because yeah. it's it's not you don't fight. Zanzo really wants you to fight a big, strong robot version of him, like a video game. But instead, you have to stop him from making the big robot Zanzo by by making him use up all of his budget and defunding him, which is yes. absolutely hilarious. This this is one of those things where because the because the villains are like big, uh, conglomerate corporate Vandalay Corporation. That, yeah, which, is ruin the world, which is a Seinfeld reference. Which is Seinfeld based, yeah. Uh, they they want to like uh, mind control everyone or whatever is their their big thing that we have to stop them from doing because that's not a good thing to do. But every time it it's it's like all of the devs are game developers in the AAA industry or something like that, and <laughs> there's nobody to stop them from just critiquing the industry by making all of the people at the top into just different kinds of moronic idiots that 
blow all their money or like just yes. torture all the people that work under them. It's amazing. It, this this is another one of those things that it could be super annoying if you wrote it incorrectly. But I don't. There's not a single joke at the expense of the AAA game industry that does not like hit it out of the park. It's incredible. The whole section where you're just forcing Zonzo to build more and more incredulous, just like stimulations that make him a giant. Yeah, yeah. There's like just you're just I'm making okay, him increase scope. Basically, you're increasing yeah. his scope to the point where he <laughs> runs out of money and tries to do the next big thing and effectively dies. So it's tons hilarious. of games fail. <laughs> yeah, like, I was laughing so hard. He like. He constantly JoJo poses. Yes. He <laughs> so does constantly JoJo pose. There's menacing characters on the screen at certain yeah. points. Uh, this is also the point where we meet uh, Macaron, who yes. is your punch buddy, who can break armor on enemies. Oh, your punch buddy and pacifist. In yes. Pacifist, who does a I really good job at punching. Uh, he's your friendly scientist man, scientist buddy. Uh, you also meet Cinnamon here, who is your therapist robot. And mm -hmm. this kind of rounds out your cast for most of the game. And these characters are great. Like, I think that's yes. a huge strength of this game is every character they introduce is just super fun to have around. Uh, they all fill really different too. roles. Yes. If I, I need to, I need to just to, to high five Gush for a second, if I may. <laughs> yeah. I, and anything... If, okay, if you have your story set in like a historical setting, if you're doing historical fiction or whatever, that's if you if you're doing your thing in the like uh, in in World War Two or whatever, uh, when the I mean, not that the, the army isn't super racist now, but when it was super racist, and uh, there, there's your excuse to have a white all white guy cast. Okay, sure, but we have like we're in sci-fi, and Star Wars is still not having just like aliens be a part of the main cast. Or oh, yeah. even just like like actual yeah. human beings with different like skin color and gender not being like inserted into the cast properly. It's very strange. So when I see that Hi-Fi Rush has a cast of people that all look and sound completely different from each other, yep. it makes me so happy that they all have different accents. I am so happy that there's just so many accents from there's there's Irish, there's British, there's all over the place from just characters that may not even stereotypically look like they would have an accent from that part of the world. I don't care. I need less of the same five voice actors and actresses to be in every single game ever and more of just these random people from all over the world to make characters sound different because I think that is a huge part of why the cast of Hi-Fi Rush is just crazy successful because... Yeah. Like, yeah, their writing is good, and that's great, but it, it the next level of they all are able to have their own personalities because they all sound completely different from each other. That's, it's just crazy how we're not there yet with this crazy push for diversity that oftentimes doesn't work very well. well it I just need, feels natural here. Like, there's no, no exactly. one ever calls it out, which means it just exactly. feels like, hey, I, this is totally also, natural. Like, definitely in, in the spoiler category for things, but... um. Char character designs have a purpose. Yeah. Yes. Uh, character designs yes. are all phenomenal. Uh, they're and very you, good. When you realize it, and when you realize, oh yeah, those two are very similar looking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because I do think we're talking about Kale, who at this point you probably know is is the the big enemy you're going up against. Mm -hmm. uh, I think. I feel like most people probably thought he was like 
Pepperman's dad or something rather than sibling. Yeah, I was like, there's something he looks a similar good bit there. Older, but yeah. the hair color and the eye colors and whatnot match, so it's clear to tell there's a relation, but the way the character is presented made me feel like, oh, that's like a weird dad or something, not a weird brother. <laughs> but I, I, it yeah. feels natural either way. I think it's just a, a case of it's hard to tell age with these types of character designs. So yeah, doesn't necessarily come across super super well, but that's not a problem. Uh, yeah, designs are great. Voice acting is also very good across the board, Incredible. I think. Um, say what you will. Some people, I think, don't love Corsica's accent, but I don't know. I didn't have a problem with I it, love it at all. I thought it was yeah, great. It's, <laughs> it's fun. Oh, also Lucille. Yeah, Lucille yeah, yeah. is great. <laughs> all the robots have great voices. Uh, it, they also sometimes have accents. So yeah, the, this this could be me doing another British person. Are all the same people oh, again? No, Alex. But I am. I am not going to say that it is the same person. But I am wondering, and I'm going to play Hi-Fi Rush immediately after this if I don't collapse from exhaustion. I need to find out if the person who voiced Lucille is the same person who voiced Failsafe in Destiny. That's just such a random pick that I don't care. No anymore. one aside from you is going to be I, able to tell that. Alex, <laughs> I, I, I went back. have to look it up. I went back and watched the Anthem stream again specifically to comb to the part where I yelled at you for that. It was <laughs> it is so funny because I, I, I forgot that it had happened and I was like, what happened that I need to tell this person about? Oh my god, that's right! And I needed to find it to show them. And I listened to it again, and I was like, "That—that is—that's—that's that's one in a million, right there. That's net, something like that. That's never gonna happen again for the rest of my life. That's beautiful." <laughs> I wonder how many views our anthem stream has. Like uh, one hundred fifty-eight. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that it also got like fifty in the first day. It's a anthem, you know, popular game Ooh. that people want to hear retrospectives on. I'm sure. <laughs> Big ticket item. <laughs> Big ticket and item. And me say just wild and wacky things, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, speaking of wild and wacky, let's talk about some of the gameplay mechanics they introduce in this part of the game, because you unlock a a, quite a few more things here. Of There's, like, rail grinding now. You have yeah. the, the cool, like, rail segments where you use your, your special magnet hand to fly along a rail on, on the screen and, like, dodge things. I thought that was super fun. They don't overuse it, which I think is often a problem with these types of minigames where they then shove them mm -hmm. everywhere. But here it feels like they're like, hey, we're going to do this fun segment. You'll see it again later, but not super often. So, you know, you'll know what to do when it happens again. But as of right now, this is your main level where it's a thing. Uh, and that feels super good. It kind of it feels a lot like Zelda dungeon design to me. Of They're each yes. introducing a new thing that is the point of that level. And then it might come back up later again, but it's never going to be as much of a focus as the first time you do it, uh, which feels super good. Yeah, I, I think this was great. Um, the boss fight with Zanzo is very funny because the, there's dialogue constantly going on. It's all very well written and funny. Uh, and then it ends, and it, of course it builds right up as if there's going to be another boss fight, and then nope, it's a punchline, yep. and he goes down. <laughs> yep. It's so All right. <laughs> After Zonzo, who was... Uh, it's, Corsica, right? It is Corsica next, yeah. So it's so, Oh yeah, and then, because she, she was there for the Mimosa fight. Yeah. yeah. So I, I didn't... I, I, I did not pick up immediately on the, the peppermint kale relation. I picked up Neither immediately I. that Corsica was going to have a face turn. Dude, there's something about something... Corsica's character design. You immediately exactly. know I, she's a good guy. I think yeah. I think it's the hair. It's something with the it's, hair. The hair was the hair, I think softer anime. face features as well. Yeah. Because, but it's, you know, hard face features it, mean 
villain. Yeah, mostly. It, it didn't make it any less satisfying when when it happened and she did a face turn. It, it actually made it more satisfying because I was like, yes, when I wanted it to happen, it actually happened. I'm so happy now. Yeah. Uh, but her her level is one of my favorites in the game because it's just like it, it feels like uh it, it this is it just feels like a Zelda dungeon. It feels like a 3D Zelda dungeon. Uh, where it's really enforcing the whole gimmick like is you're the... like wakering your way through the security section of the tower. Yeah. Um, and there's like also, a hub area that you come back to multiple times because you can pick which path you want to yeah. go through, which is cool. I love when games do that. It's got great visuals of like you know how far you're progressing in the area by like the lights coming on in the room. Oh yeah, powering through. Yeah. I think this was definitely one of the areas that had the most of the. The these were the types of buttons that Wide was having trouble with. The samurai or, specifically. Oh, okay. No, oh, I was thinking of the, like there's, there's these buttons where instead of you know just they're smashing the heavy attack, it's this weird combination of oh to make like the energy to... beam connect, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's a similar thing as the uh the samurai thing, but what it's actually very smart, which actually just hit me that they did that uh right yeah. now. Uh, but that's actually training you for the boss fight of the area yep. because they do the oh, same yeah. exact thing. Uh, With the because oh, up until you fight Corsica, you only have one button to worry about for those parry, yeah. like attacks. It's it's parry, Corsica and then is it a dodge? It is a dodge. dodge. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, um, I think it's it, this does level does a, such a great job of introducing new mechanics. You, I think the one misstep with this part of the game is the samurai being here and not later. I don't know yeah. how far back I would have pushed it, but I do think like the whole game through. This is the first level where you fight the samurai enemy, which their big gimmick is they're much higher threat enemies. Uh, it's easier, like, you, you want to clear out what's around them and then fight them one-on-one -on -one because they are hefty when you're actually fighting them one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, they have multi-hit attacks. They have things that you need to parry that have, like, huge radiuses. Uh, they have a special attack that you need to, like, learn how to time the button prompts to, the same way you did the lasers and zanzos. But the offbeat thing, I think, makes them much harder the most enemies yeah. because there's no tutorial for the offbeat thing. And I don't necessarily think there should be because I think it does feel fine for it to be a thing that you have to learn yourself, but it means that this is a wall and it feels like it's really early because I don't think any other enemy was as tough to fight as the samurai. No, yeah. At and any I, point I, in the it, game. It's, <laughs> it's weird cuz as like a as like an averse effect that it does this is part of why the samurai are really easy to deal with later on is because they yes. show them like pretty early, but I do also get what you're saying with like people that aren't like true like the LED gamer chair gamers are not going to like pick up on it immediately and that could probably be frustrating. So I, I, I definitely understand that. It's not even just the frustration. It's just, I felt like there was not a thing that challenged me as much as them for mm. the rest of the game, uh, get, mm. which not, might not be like a unique but think, thing, but I, I, and I still consider like the samurai somewhat like they're, they're fun until that part, but they also do get, you know, annoying until you understand it. Yeah. One of the like the only other enemy that that got like as annoying, uh, as that for me were the birds. Bird, which but you don't have to deal with them too much, bird. which is great. But yeah, there's like three in the whole game or something. But, uh, <laughs> bird, I never but, had an issue with. <laughs> but bird up, bird, bird up, up, I guess. I yeah, that. I, th I that might be because I think I just used my special attack anytime they appeared and they died, so it makes sense. <laughs> I really had to worry about them. Um, 
yeah, I I think this otherwise this level is great. Uh, I really I know Wyatt particularly hated the fight with Corsica, <laughs> which he's just uh, wrong. Can we did. just say that he's wrong? I, that yeah, I an love opinion this here and he's fight just wrong because it's oh not a fight. Another yeah. really fun like different take on the boss battle. It's you know you're talking with them and the writing again making them seem like people. Yeah, yeah. and the music is Working great here. Opinions. I think the music does yes, a great job of like keeping tension but not feeling like fight music yeah. uh, and there's also i love the intro to this fight of you're like you feel like you did a good job and you're going through the vents to like sneak up and try to and then you steal a password and then you mess up and fall on her head and then a bunch of comedy gags happen and yep. it's really setting you off on the wrong foot uh and I, yeah i think it's a really great way to kind of sell the character of chai and also corsica and like show their relationship at the start here yeah. Really fun. I think this is just a great intro scene to both of these characters interacting. Um, also, as a note, like Chai got captured before. We don't need to talk about it, but there there is like a moment that you get captured and immediately break out of prison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of one of the other. So I I don't know whether I we want to actually keep this under wraps because it's a genuinely hilarious moment at the end of the Corsica boss we're, fight. We're in spoilers. Well, we're well in we, should, we should talk yeah. about the, the fight itself before we talk about the end of yeah. the fight, probably. Yeah. Uh, because the, the reason that we, we said it's a fight where you don't actually fight is because you, you land on Corsica's head and of course she's she's pissed that she's just actually really mad it's the whole reason she's fighting you she's just mad that you landed on her head and you messed up her whole security bureau uh and so she's gonna she's gonna kick the shit out of you um and so you're you're fighting and all your friends are talking in your ear like chai you just you pissed her off you need to make her like calm down you really need to make her calm down and so you're not actually like attacking her she's attacking you and you need to deflect or dodge anything and there's just segments where you're just pacing around each other in a circle yeah. while the tension music is building and it's it's the boss is 90 percent dialogue but it's all really well written like you said it makes the boss sound like they're a person uh, and Corsica's just like you. You ruin my my career. You, you you like hurt me or whatever. I don't understand. Vandalay is doing the right thing or whatever. And after a while, Chai realizes that he's doing a really bad job at making her calm down. And so I, he actually says something like, "Wait, I'm doing a really bad job at making her calm down. I'm just gonna make her so angry that she messes up." Yes. And everyone's like, "Fires herself out." <laughs> Yeah, and then you do that, and it, it's so satisfying getting all because the, the parry time is like really, really like egregiously yeah. long. And but it gets super satisfying to hit those correctly. And the game's pretty generous for like even if you screw up, yeah. it takes a lot to kill you in this fight. Like you could screw up a lot before you yeah, die. Yeah, you have a lot of chances well. here. Um, this is not a fight they and, want you to replay. Yeah, exactly. But it, I, I think this does work well because it is like a one-time thing. You can't keep doing this more because it would. It would lose its charm pretty much. Yeah. Aside from New Game Plus, obviously, because then you're going through the whole game again. But you 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 fin you finish the fight, and immediately two things can happen mm -hmm. uh, because you you knock Corsica into the air, uh, and this is probably the only time in the entire game that a, a, a quick time event comes up on the screen. Uh, but you can you can miss the quick time event to catch Corsica very heroically <laughs> and just let her fall to the ground, and Shy goes like. Jeez, like looks behind him. Yeah. Peppermint's so like disappointed which, voice comes over the <laughs> going chai. So which uh you which Brett, you you caught her first, right? Yes, I caught her. I missed her. 
on my yeah. first attempt. Yeah, my, like, my Yakuza reactions are trained to uh, always keep an eye out for QT. I, I was I was so beat after those long parries. I'm just like, thank it God it's you. over. What's that? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. Uh, and then you 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 walk out. You, you either pick her up off the ground, or you already have her in your arms. And and like, okay, we we got the key. We got Corsica. She seemed like she was cool. We don't want to actually like kill her or anything because we just have her key. So let's just let's get out of here. Bring her. We could bring her to our side, okay? And you slam her head on the on the the wall and then on the door frame unintentionally but just because chai is stupid and he's just holding her like long ways so her head's like hanging <laughs> off over here because he's just like and he just oh, slams her head corsica's like a very tall person and yeah. chai is not so it's also like he's carrying someone much larger than himself it's it's yeah like he has to turn sideways to, to fit her through like the door frame but he he doesn't until and after door- he rams her head into it multiple <laughs> times. And then, like, the, after the last one, he's like, oh, my God. And he's just about to step through the door, and the sliding door closes and hits her head again. <laughs> it's, it's it's so good. It's so good. It's, it's, a, it's a disservice to just explain it. You need to watch it or let it happen in the game because oh. it's so fucking funny. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's also followed by a great sequence of... The uh, yeah. the like train section of this boss coming oh. down and then destroying trains. both of you very quickly. Uh, you having to mm-hmm. re- regroup. Corsica got super heavily injured by this, and it's basically Corsica realizing that Kale doesn't care, like doesn't yeah. have any respect for her, uh, and is actively just doesn't want to deal with it. So then you have the bit of like you you end up saving Corsica's life by having Peppermint apply some enhancements to her because she had not had any like technical enhancements like everyone else did and instead of having some weird arc of her being confused about enhancements she's just cool with it and then we move on and i think that was great of thank god (laughs) to me that was the moment i was so ready for there to be a weird character interaction because i think western media has prepped me for characters being grateful is not a thing we can do people can't be grateful for something that someone else did uh so instead we need to jump into a combative situation but no we're just immediately she's like oh yeah thanks for saving my life let's go do some cool stuff (laughs) that is very satisfying um all right next bit is the uh the underground section which has there's one thing after you do the train section if you just went through like that combined the Corsica fight combined with the security level is like, all right, I'm ready to like go to bed. Like my hands are sweaty. <laughs> that was really that was like yes. like e- either hard or like very like engaging to the point where like I am I am I am gamer tired now. I am gamered out. Uh, and right after that, the game has the balls to have like a huge robot appear <laughs> and be like, oh my god, I'm going to have to fight this too. <laughs> and then I think Kale is like. Look, you made me waste all this money on this gigantic robot that looks like you would have to fight it, but I don't even have the desire to do that right now. So you'll have to make all the people who made it feel bad about it never being used. <laughs> and then it's never used ever again, and you don't fight it. Really funny. So funny. Oh my god. Yep. This, this uh, whole game is an in-joke for industry professionals. It truly is. <laughs> I really think, yeah, that's a lot of it. Um... Uh, yeah, after that we have the you are re-going through to try to gather some more access codes. You're trying to get to Mimosa, I believe, is the next section of the campaign. Yeah. Uh, so you go through the underground and have an amazing sequence of fights 
below the city. There's like a really cool cutscene of all your your tag team members coming in and helping you get onto the tram to like go to this next section. Yeah. Just super fun. Uh, you fight your way through that and get to the museum, which is another really cool level. Uh, I think this level has a great aesthetic, and then just the idea of you're going through like this museum section and like talking to all the robots outside of it, and like the little festival going on. Yeah, filled with like, a bunch of optional dialogue and yeah. displays and stuff that you can see. Yeah, and then there's a. One of my favorite just funny references in there is like in the back in like some supply closet, they have a version of what's the the the, the book the 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 painting cover of uh, Saturn eating his son. Yes, um, yes, yes. I saw but it, too. but it's it's like the robots and it's so funny. yeah. It's Along just like with... someone someone had fun doing that, and they were just like, we could put that in the game if you like. I think people would laugh, and then they did. <laughs> Along with these just like amazing Easter eggs, I think there's one in each level. I haven't found all of them yet. But there's the Tango Gameworks snail just getting in horrifying yep. situations all over. There's the snail. Yep. There's the, the two main characters from the Evil Within game yeah. as robots. And they have and really long dialogue sections written. It's yeah, yeah. It's really funny because they're like trying to like be detectives and analyze the situation, but they're not in the right game, so it doesn't <laughs> fit at all, and they're not actually doing anything. So it's really funny. I think they're also in every level too, but I could be wrong. Maybe after the first. Uh, yeah, I think they are in every level. I I believe they are. Good. Uh, yeah. This is the like the evil within investigator is such a great little in joke as well. Mm-hmm. Love that. Oh, re- when when I was replaying the the first level to find the the, the secret post game stuff, um, I I found like a character that I completely missed the first time. There's a robot sunbathing on a roof. Oh, <laughs> of course there is. <laughs> All right, but on uh, the, yeah, on the the museum level, this is the one with the wacky, quirky swing beat, jazzy big band song. Yes, uh, where you Queen think. Swing. You want to your your brain. It's four four song. One two three four. That's so I'm gonna keep pressing all my attacks on the one two three four. However, this is a this is a swingy jazzy big band song. So all of the the snare drum hits that your brain wants to associate with being on the one two and three and four are on the offbeat, which means that it's one two three four and it hits with with if i just clap i don't know if you could hear it but if you're watching yeah. you could see the impact of my hands and. it's in between the numbers uh and so even like even even me understanding that i still was doing it wrong the entire level yeah, <laughs> if you try to use the snare drums as a guide game. like most other levels you're going to be hitting the, on the wrong timing yeah which i i think i'd I think it's a good thing. I think it's interesting because it's forcing yeah. your brain to think differently. They're using a part of music as an interesting gameplay mechanic that I, I wish they explored more, but I they explored to the extent they could have in, in the first game that they did it in, I think. Yeah. But yeah, this is this was the, the song that I think screwed all three of us up, probably. Yeah, and I definitely got used to this one, but I think the way that I got used to it was more just muscle memory of the rest of the game rather than mm-hmm. particularly learning the beat here because i think a lot of this is that the because the snare drums are on an offbeat and you're hitting attacks on beat still it feels awkward to try to time using that uh but not to a degree that i ever really noticed it so i don't think it's a huge issue um but i think it will be noticeable when you play this level of like oh it's gonna feel a little bit different and you're gonna have to adjust to Mm -hmm. timing things 
right instead of having to well, rely on music before the the Corsica boss fight too they have like these little level interludes you're you're in a 2d side scroller yes yeah uh, in parts 2d side scroller bits. Really nice. and there's there's a left shark joke there oh, is yeah. there's a left shark joke what? in 2023 that somehow still manages to hit <laughs> I don't know how they got away with that one, but they I did. think because it ends very quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Too long. Uh, yeah, so the, the, this museum level kind of teaches you a lot of the, the history of the company, which is the story part of it. You're learning about, like, who established Vandalay, and you, you're hearing more about uh, Peppermint reacting to everything, which kind of clues you in that something's not right here. Is that, um, and that the, the, the woman who started Vandalay, it's just a silhouette of her. You know, yeah. So they don't completely give away the character resemblance. Which is funny because I think she resembles them the least. <laughs> but yeah, Gail, it's kind of weird. Uh, I, I think their Gail's color really palette rambling. is pretty much exactly the same with the, the blue and the, the, the light blonde hair. Yeah. Uh, this level's got some fun enemies to fight, but I think the bits here that stand out is you're really starting to mix all of your character's abilities together. You're using all the special call-in abilities. You're using Corsica's uh, and... Uh, macaron and peppermint in sequence and having to do things that are timed so you're getting a lot more capable at platforming and finding a lot more secrets and this is also like these things were in the earlier levels but because you didn't have the characters that could use them you weren't able to do them which means there's a reason to go back and replay them and some of them are like big sections of level that are un yeah uncovered uh like that has made starting to replay the game very fun because there's still a lot left to find uh, which is great. I think that it, that's a really cool thing to kind of build in some replayability here. And especially because they address it in the game. Like, if you walk up to them before you have those characters, yeah. you'll get, like, a codec call type thing that's like, hey, what is this door? And they'll go, I don't know about that. That might be something for, like, I don't know, when you finish everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, some little clue-ins of, like, it's an in-game thing. I still uh, went up fun. and tried to interact with all the ones that I found. Oh, <laughs> of course. Before, of course you did. Because the they, they're big and they glow. So, of course, you're going to interact with it. Um. Yeah. So th this it. level, I think, is just a, a great kind of mix of everything you learned before. Yeah. Then we get to the mimosa boss fight, uh, yes. which for me is one of my favorite fights in this game. I think. It's <laughs> which fun. I'm gonna say for every fight. So. I felt like there were a yeah. lot more fate. I I mean there weren't, but it felt like there were a lot more phase changes for mimosa. I think because mimosas are super yeah. dramatic. Of like. Mm -hmm. every phase feels really different. So her whole deal is she's like the jazz swing music star and is going to fight you using the power of her crazy wingsuit and swing music. Uh, and so you're fighting on a giant concert stage that is normal yeah. at first. Um, Put on a show. The gimmick here that might take people a little bit to get, to get used to is that she has a shield that you have to break before you can damage her. Mm -hmm. You have to like break her wing stuff and then you can fight her. Um, she also introduces like the Gundam bits. <laughs> That you yeah. have to <laughs> parry, which I think uh, at least messed up me a good bit until I figured out that, oh, yeah, you parry them after you see the flash. They work like mm -hmm. other things, and then you parry like in a pattern, um, which is good because those will come back later. And they're introducing it now in a way where it's not super stressful. And even if you fail completely, you can still finish this fight without ever dodging those. Uh, but there are clues into them. Yeah, I think this fight's super fun. The music for here is great. Uh, it has some really dramatic phase changes of going into, like, the stage goes dark, and then the spotlights over the yeah. characters you have to fight, which is super cool and very yeah. visual. 
this is the shark joke in it where you like jump out of the left shark suit to start the fight, which is very funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I still don't have. I still don't have the timing down for when I think it's in her last phase when all the band members line up altern on alternate spaces on each side of the stage and just laser blast in between. Yeah, yeah. You just you just break them. Oh. You can just yeah. You oh. kill them and then they they don't do the attack. Oh. Yeah. I Corsica came in oh. very very handy for this fight because her ability to just make a tornado to stun a bunch of people. Also like. It, it throws all the people up in the air, but it also uh, does stun damage to her shield. Yes. So I just kept spamming her the whole fight. I some that this is this is Which my is, totally uh, that is why this fight works this way is to get yeah. you to use Corsica. Exactly, yeah, because you just got her. It makes sense. Because I think the, my, the big thing uh, a lot of people might new jump to like Corsica's attack doesn't do damage, so a lot of people might assume that it's not good. Super yeah. useful. One of the best attacks in the game because <laughs> it stuns everything so easily um yeah i i think this fight's great uh there's a, a bit where she has like a big section of robots that will move across the stage and do little dance moves with the spotlights and then like use their aoe attacks uh, and you can kill them before they do that to make the aoe's go away or you can just run away and stand in the corner and they won't hit you um there's a cool bit where you have to like do a jumping puzzle to get to her across the yeah. stage as like yep. the rhythm stuff is happening you have to like break some stuff Tons of mechanics here that are all very easy to grasp and very fun. And then it turns into Kataru Man. <laughs> Don't know if anyone else who's played Kataru super Man. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a battle of the bands at the end. You're just like, oh. Exactly. Which it's is really amazing. funny because Chai has established that he can't play the guitar. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. all a gimmick. <laughs> It's so it's, very, it's very like audible that he's not playing well as well. Mm -hmm. They don't try to make it sound particularly good. <laughs> uh, you could tell he's just rocking out, and so you have a a like rock band battle against Mimosa, and it's very fun. Uh, yeah, I think it's just a super fun fight. And when it gets depleted, this is the moment where you're like, oh, we did, we do just kill them. They are dead. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the bad one's fully dead. <laughs> She rockets yeah. off into space and it explodes. Blown up. Uh, yep. style. <laughs> this game takes no prisoners. <laughs> it's a little no, bit of the evil not. within bleeding through. Of the... We're not going to consider the uh, the morality of killing all these people. We're just going to let it happen. Um, Don't ask right. questions about where the giblets come from. Just pay attention to the funny jerk. <laughs> God. Yes. <laughs> uh, next, I think, is again one of my favorite levels in the game. But of course, I've said that for every level because they're all really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is, is it, uh, it Rockford level? Next? Yes, yes, it's Rockford's level. Oh. Uh, I love yeah, so this one. You're going through level... like the actual building of Vandalay and seeing their this... like customer-facing level. Yeah. Is this after the cannon? That you get launched out of, or before I think so. I think you get out. launched out of the cannon to fight Rockford, right? Because you're because the I... cannon is to get to Rockford's room, isn't it? Oh yeah. Wasn't the plan to shoot then, you into Rockford's yeah. office? And then you miss and you hit a blimp. And yeah, yeah. You get launched into the cafeteria. But I, I I need to I have to go ballistic at the fact that in the year of our Lord 2023, some absolute bastard from the west put a xenogears reference in their video game that is yep. on game pass that you can purchase for 30 dollars and that people are calling game of the year there's a xenogears reference in it <laughs> what, and it's what super is obvious one what is, too it's 
it's if you don't know it, it's just like wow, this is weird. This this must be an Evangelion reference because character is sitting in chair in the black void while dialogue happens. No, literally, that is <laughs> like frame for frame exactly what the majority of the entire second disc of Xenogears is, which is one of my favorite games, by the way. Where it's just we need to we need to make these character resolutions happen square is not giving us the budget so we're just going to evangelion it and the main character is just going to sit in a chair in the middle of this black void while his this text crawl is happening over him and images are being projected behind him as if on a screen so that we can make it look like we put some level of budget into this so you can see what's happening and then there's there's a a swinging and spinning uh, cross pendant on the other mm-hmm. side of the background, because that's a very big symbol in Xenogears. And I forget what they made spin around in the background behind Chai when this was happening, but all of this, ha- I, I... Oh my I, god. My <laughs> smile was too big for my skull. It was so stupid. I don't know how they... I, I don't know how... And I will someone say, as someone, because even... I didn't know this was a Xenogears reference, because I haven't played Xenogears yet, even though I really want to. It's love Xenoblade, but... Uh, even having not having no idea that this was a Xenogears reference and it happening, it's still funny because it's so absurd. Yeah, <laughs> that it exactly. Like still works, which is really funny. It just kind of happens. You're like, is. I think for me, I mean, the connection of like this almost feels like the opening of Always Sunny. <laughs> like, it, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, but and I think like, it worked well, even without like, the knowledge oh, of it being a reference. This is this is one of the levels where they bring back the 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 rail. Uh, grind. Yeah, yeah, big rail section. Rail reappears. There's that. I just really like the aesthetic too of like the 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 floating uh, areas of yeah. of this. And then at yeah. one point you climb on a giant statue of kale. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just such. Oh. There's so much great color in these levels, and all of them have like yeah. different color schemes, which is so important to having a different identity and making them feel unique. And this one's just very bright and very, like, mishmash colors. You There's, like, an office reference at one point of you're going through the offices of the uh, robots and learning about the robots in their offices, complaining about, like, raises and whatnot. I think um, there's, like, a stapler in Jello or something like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I, when, when you can... Great. When you can make jojo references and office references and not make me want to jump off of a bridge you've won you've won the game of life because they're 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 there in the same way as the xenogears thing where they're they're put in such a way where it's like i might not get it but it's so absurd that i i have to i can't help but smile or laugh because it's just weird and i know in the back of my head that the people who do know what it is are gonna really like it and that's that's a plus because they this is a happy game they're throwing twin, multiple Twin Peaks references at you. They have you in the, the checkerboarded room where everyone's snapping their fingers and talking backward. Like the, They have more Twin Peaks references than any other singular property in this game, and I don't know why, but it's awesome. Uh, this is great. But this, this level also has, I think, the, the, best, the best song in the whole game, and I can, it's like Game Over or something like that. Um, hmm. Either the band or the, the song. Rockford it, boss fight? No, the one that plays when you crash through the window into the cafeteria, and it's just oh, like a forty-five yeah. minute rant. That song is like phenomenal. It's uh, so, so good. good. Dude. It's also like one of the only non-boss combat encounters that has licensed music. I believe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think one of like great. two or three. Well, speaking about, oh my god, there's think... also the one where yeah, where you're running out of. Other important note that your big escape from Zanzo is on a rail grinding section. There's like a crazy cool chase sequence that happens mm-hmm. that has its own music. Mm-hmm. 
There's um, um I think the two most memorable fights in this game for me are the one where you get the where you get a, a dimension punched out of you. Like when you go yeah. from three D to two D with yeah. that because you try to reason with a robot that that's mm -hmm. trying to kill you. And then the other one is Rockford and his transformations and the scene yes. transitions. So good. Oh, let's go somewhere a little more private. Yeah, we're going to talk about Rockford then, right now. Uh, Rockford's big gimmick is he's the wolf in sheep's clothing, and you have a werewolf boss fight. And, of course, the music for this is absolutely perfect. Uh, they could good. not have chosen a better song. This is, like, the one... Um, track that i think is mart like notably worse in the original music and not the streamer or is is worse if you're in streamer mode than the licensed music because wolfgang mozart <laughs> is perfect for yeah. this and the remix they oh, use yeah. is phenomenal uh and in the streamer mode you don't get that remix it's still a good song but it, it does not have the same hit here yeah, remixing there are mozart there are attacks oh. in roquefort's sequence that hit on every single beat in a row like yeah. on the degree of scale that the song operates to. So on the streamer mode, those don't feel quite the same, but in the licensed music mode, oh, it's perfect. Um, yeah, Rookford's whole gimmick is great. I think this fight was pretty easy to me compared to the others, yeah, but still very so. fun. It felt... I, I I still got it on like the, the first or second try, but I think this fight definitely had me on the ropes more than any other fight. Like I was constantly low on health from having trouble with with parrying and, and yeah i'm remembering like the last room that he brings you to with all the lasers coming at you that game yeah that gave me trouble mm -hmm. I, I still i still did it and have fun but i was like okay this is this is a, far more of a challenge than the first two-thirds of the fight yeah yeah i this was definitely one where it got harder as it went on uh, but I love the visuals of this. You end up in a Scrooge McDuck room yeah, <laughs> of gold flying everywhere. There's tons of visual effects on the screen. Uh, when you hit him, he falls into a giant pile of gold and it like splashes. And of course, the way that you finish Rogue for it is not by attacking him, but by him getting a ton of money dumped on his head. Yep. Which is great. Oh, the quarter four profits are in. Gets, yep. <laughs> gets his head domed in. Karma, yeah, it's karma absolutely justice. wonderful. Love this fight. Uh, love the boss design for him. He could be oh, alive. Yeah. You don't know. Rooker maybe survived that. Well, it's maybe not. Uh, it's so it's so cool with the like. Oh, okay, I'll save my life and everything like that. The the animation for his transformation. Yeah. So good. It's good. So good. <laughs> that pushes the boundaries of of three D animation in a video game, right there. I think because so much just comes out of nowhere. I don't yeah. know how they they did it. It's crazy. It's 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 so so yeah. cool. Very good. All right, so we're going to move quickly to uh, the next track because we've still got two more tracks to cover here. Uh, the next one is Achieving Harmony is... Or the Needle Drop is the name of it. Uh, the thing with this is this, it's the pre-boss fight for the final boss. This is like the bit where you learn Kale's whole deal. And it's, of course, not that he wants to mind control everybody. It's that he wants to use technology that has the potential to mind control everybody to make them kind of want to buy a product. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is exactly how, you know, subliminal messaging works it's, in it's advertising. It's very corporate thinking, which I think is hilarious. Uh, yeah. I also think this is, to me, like the moment where I knew the game worked, because there's a section here at the start where it's playing, like, indie movie music because you're locked in a cage and you're having to, like, recall your adventure with your friends and rebuild this, like, harmonic sequence to break the thing. And there's, like, flashes of people saying things. 
and it actually hit me in the feels. And I was like, okay, yep. I legitimately, I, I, this goofy game that I didn't have any idea existed that has a ridiculous story and tons of comedy actually made me feel really strong feelings. And I think that's incredible. Like, this is the and, moment where I knew the story worked. And um, then you play as a cat. And then you play as a cat later. We're not there yet. Uh, oh, that's that's next that's, time. The, that's around the that's same at, time. That's when after you... the level. Yeah, that's, this that's is the previous level. level. We still got a whole other yeah. boss to get to, Alex. When when they're playing the the borderline car seat headrest alt rock music, <laughs> uh, at the it's literally they hit they struck every single chord. I'm a sucker oh, oh. for for the the best friends working together attack at every yep. single time. It could be in the dumbest anime I've ever seen in my life that I don't even care about. It will always without fail get me at least misty eyed it's a wild thing and i hate it it felt earned so well like it it felt earned and that's the always the part where this like friendship attack thing falls flat uh, is that Mm. it just doesn't feel earned but here it felt earned and it's it's incredible because i feel like every single moment like that before this has been a thing that you can watch but you get to play through it this time because that's the entire first part of this level. You and, and because all of your friends are running around separately, you you work with them for them to help you. You do like versions of your of your combo attacks with them, or they move a platform in front of you so that you can yeah. jump all and the, like, like setup on beat. for this level is so much fun. Of you're being in like an active construction zone and constantly moving between different areas. Yeah. They set up the boss at the very start of the level, so you're kind of having to dodge their like big attacks as you're moving through. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're moving quickly here to help, and you're running into dead ends, and then your friends come on and help you and do things. But of course, despite you being separated, you can still call them in for the special attacks because, hey, they hand-wave teleporter technology, so we, we're not going to do yeah. the thing where we take away your cool abilities for this moment. You still get to play the game, um, which feels great. Uh, you eventually get to an actual fight here. You get Cinnamon gets a cool moment, which is great because uh, yeah. you normally don't see Cinnamon uh, in combat. And then you have some more rail grinding sections uh, and then some super cool stuff. And then you build up to this final like short boss fight where you're gathering all these things and then you have to play as Cinnamon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> you right. You play as Cinnamon to get the, the big laser. <laughs> yeah. It's super fun. Oh, Cool. Um, yeah, this is an entirely wonderful section that is like a great we're all going to do the friendship thing together uh, mm-hmm. and actually group up here to, to accomplish something, which felt really cool. I think it did a great job. Yeah, and it, it makes what happens next also feel more poignant because this, this level kind of serves up to what happens at the end where you get to the, the top of the, the tower thing or whatever. Yeah. And you meet the the creator of Vandalay, who is uh Peppermint and Kale's mom, uh, who's like all like all like nice, oh my god, well you got here, you saved me. Uh she's been brainwashed and uh yeah. all of your hopes and dreams come crashing down and all of your friends are trapped in a cage uh again or like behind some big like barrier or something and you get like separated from them as as Chai and get taken away to be to be brainwashed as well right so this is the lowest the lowest point the characters go through is right after their highest point which is always very satisfying to me i love to see all these all all these fictional characters go through what they think the best moment of their lives are only to be dragged through the mud it makes me very very happy and satisfied as a as as a sadistic audience member because then what happens after is always the really cool shit 
which this game does not disappoint with. Um, right, the, yeah. the belly of the whale story portion is for character development. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. Then with the this this is the next the the last level isn't really like a level. It's just the the boss fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I, I will uh, throw the twist at you, Brett. You got the orders mixed up. Oh, did I really? Yeah, the uh, the bit with the mom is at the start of the level, and then you go through oh the whole God, group great. up boss fight. Um, but yeah, that's the the twist there is that their mother's been mind controlled, and that's how the mind control yeah. tech is like revealed. Uh, and then you go through the rest of the level as we and then Shy gets mind controlled. Yeah, 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 yeah. And at the end, yeah. you are then brought back again, back down because they're like, oh, we now have the wireless mind controlling, and Chai is now mind controlled. And now, Alex, now you do you the fight thing it. that you mentioned. You fight as a cat. You fight as 808. Yes, you play as 808. <laughs> I'm more of a dog person. That's how you know <laughs> yeah. that Kale is an asshole, and I am a dog yep. person. But we, when you see an adorable kitty cat coming up to you and he parries just, you, and you say, I'm more of a say. dog person. You, exactly, yes. you don't. It's yeah, so, so you have a quick... And the great thing is, like, because the controls are all consistent, you don't need a tutorial for this. You yeah, just yeah. go in and do it and like do the jumps and press the regular buttons you would press uh, and then you can get to Kale and break the little mind control thing that he has uh, and allow Chai to get in and then you get to legitimately one of the hardest boss fights of the year. Yep. <laughs> yeah, makes it's the last one and it's yeah. bone crushingly hard. Yeah, I, I'm Insane. sure Brett you were probably on hard as well. I was on normal. <laughs> you were on normal. <laughs> I was on normal. Oh, Brett! I, I don't. I don't, I don't I do games on game hard through one hard. Time. I I You're played this whole dog. thing on max difficulty the whole time. Uh, the the kale fight is one of the most fun fights I've done. I think I had this. This gave me the same feeling legitimately as Elden Ring. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> same for me on normal. <laughs> Because uh, you have to learn his moves. This fight is long. You don't have the opportunity to get a lot of healing over it. Um, mm-hmm. This made me switch up my moves beforehand, as I actually had to equip the buy the thing to have two special abilities and equip the healing one. So I had yeah. a, a like emergency heal if I needed it. Um, and what yeah. exactly happens if you pause the game and exit during a, the middle of a boss fight? Because let's say you need a break from trying it so many times. You you go back to to your little safe room, and all the other characters are like Chai. What is wrong with you? We were in the middle of dying, and you left. We have to do it all over again. Come on. There's unique ones of these for quitting in every segment of the game that doesn't have sense for you to be in the hideout. Yeah. Even, like, ones that aren't major. So there's a bit where, like, you can quit out before you've gotten back with Cinnamon and Macaron, and they're in the hideout, and they just talk to you, and they're like, hey... You know, maybe you should play the game, and then you'll learn why we're here. It's <laughs> wonderful. It was super funny. It's so good. Uh, there, all the lines are voice acted. It's great. Um, yeah, I, I think this Kale boss fight. They started. Out, it starts out. The first phase is not too bad. Uh, it kind of introduces mm-hmm. the versions of attacks he'll fight in the third phase that are not as crazy. Um, so you learn the timing for everything and what you can dodge and what can be parried. Uh, phase two is more of the Corsica type deal of you're having to do the parries and counters and whatnot, uh, and it's pretty hard. Really <laughs> his, hard. Is, his is tough because he hits hard. He doesn't. You don't have the Corsica benefit of not taking tons of damage if you fail here, so you kind of just have to get it right. 
Um, and then you have like the gimmicky part of it where he has arms that have Z shielding, and then he has like the fire thing and the, the laser thing that you have to use the different characters to counter uh, and break. Although I did also learn you can just brute force the segment and not break any of it and just hurt him. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you can brute force yeah. it. I don't know why you would. Uh. It would be much harder. <laughs> The supreme boneheadedness. <laughs> yeah, it's if you just don't learn the mechanic, I guess you could do that. But if you've learned yeah. the mechanics of the rest of the game, and you know the characters calling you and saying, "Hey, you could call me in for this," I uh, feel like you'd gonna you'd have to be a lot better at the game to brute force it than just you'd yeah, think absolutely doing the. <laughs> but I, I did watch someone brute force it, and it was very funny because they were super upset the whole time. Is like, what was going on? <laughs> I was like, it's so God, you just so use the attacks. Um, I, yeah, this one's I don't think is super hard. This phase is not the the hard part. Yeah. It's more of just a, a check of like, do you know how to use all your abilities? Good. Phase three of Everybody this. Be prepared to use them. <laughs> yeah, there's all the <laughs> very quickly. Phase three of this fight goes into the section of this where like, and you get checkpoints between every version of this. I think, Thank Did, God. don't you? Yeah. Uh, so you get a checkpoint for every step here. And phase three, I think, took me like two and a half hours to beat. Oh yeah, seriously. Just it phase was really three. Hard. Uh, he's hard. Like this is there is no room for error here. Of this mm -hmm. is you need to do the fight right. And again, I played on hard, so there. I don't know if you guys had more leeway on normal. Um, Not but very much. It took an hour and a half on normal. It, it was still really hard. Yeah. <laughs> I can't he imagine how much more difficult you it was on hard. Super hard on hard. So he'll do enough damage. That, like you can take maybe two hits and not die, but most of his moves I, are big multi-hit things. If you got all the health upgrades throughout the levels, if you found all the 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 secret like heart mm. pieces, um, then you can take almost three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the big thing in the third phase is that, like, he has the most challenging, like, robot bit things, because they'll come up during yeah. his other moves, and then you have to time or dodge the first move and then also dodge the bits at the same mm -hmm. time, which you can do, it's just very, you gotta remember the pattern, because they essentially work like the parries, but in a pattern that isn't demonstrated the same way, and it's by sound, so... There's also, like, flashing lights if you can't hear them for some reason, but, uh, yeah, you have to, like, really well-timed things here and it's super satisfying this is i think one Extreme. of the most satisfying fights i've done in a long time yeah it this felt like as as brutal as it was this felt this it was the perfect thing to end the game because it tested you on literally everything you could possibly need to be you tested could say on this fight is the, the perfect drug brett Exactly, because I was a little, I was admittedly a little bit disappointed that the song that we got from Nine Inch Nails was One Million, because I was like, okay, it was cool that they're there, but it could, they could have picked a better song, uh, like The Perfect Drug, and then when just the drum track started playing, I actually, like, I was just like, I had, I had, I had, I had a heated no gamer moment. better song for this than no, yeah. Perfect Drug. It's such Perfect. a good track for this, because it like, fits the I, character, it's like so, it's got such a crunchy rhythm to it that just matches yeah. kale's whole thing very well and it, it, it it's able because the the drum sample that they use is so like fast paced it makes you think that the song is really fast and intense but it's still they still have like a really like the, the bpm is is comfortable it's just the drum track playing over it is just a it's, it's faster on top of it so it still feels yeah. very intense but it's not actually like the the beat is not what you have to worry about the beat is something you you can be used to because it's not much faster than the previous levels of the game, mm -hmm. uh, but I legitimately just from I I 
didn't even care how hard the fight was. I was fully prepared to sit down there for like a full like six hours oh if I had God. to just yeah. listen to the perfect drug over and over again and so fight good. something like, to it. This is why like, music is oh so God. important because if it's good, it will legitimately like I did not ever feel like I was going to stop in this fight, which is bizarre because yeah. I was there for legitimately three, almost three hours, like mm -hmm. just on this one phase of the one boss fight. And it was a great time. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think so honestly fun. you could you could like just drag and drop that statement over the entire game. Like I did yeah. not want to stop playing and because my, my If I didn't work have hours... to sleep and work Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I would have just kept playing the game. Because because my work hours start really late and I don't think I, I was was hired at the time when the game came out, I was just like nothing stopping me from staying up until three AM and just getting a solid <laughs> like five hours of hi-fi Russian because I if 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 my body isn't falling apart, I don't want to stop playing because it's so good. Uh, which is a yeah. which is a problem if you are actually allowed to do that. But the game is really like like every single thing that could possibly make you want to not put it down is firing on all cylinders. You have really good music that's constantly pumping you up. You have like the story is simple, but the characters are good enough where you want to see what happens to them next. Yeah. So you have that. The pacing is like things are constantly happening and constantly auto saving. So even if you if you if you mm -hmm. were to stop. You, you wouldn't lose any progress or whatever. So, okay, whatever, I'll just keep going. I'll be able to pick up right where I left off tomorrow or whatever. Mm -hmm. Just keep get one more level, the the, the constant <laughs> trap that we all fall into. Uh, but yeah, just with, with the final fight especially, I, man, it was, it, it, it was legitimately perfect. I'm sure people have uh, things to say about how it is too hard, but we are not those people I mean, I think here right now. surprisingly... So. I feel like the general consensus on this is that like this is a very well done final fight, and that you have to use everything Good. you learned. And if you're having a hard time, you can just turn the difficulty down. Like it's not yeah. you turn it easy and get through the fight, and you're not going to have a, as nearly as many issues. Um, that's also why a bunch of the assist stuff they just updated came out as like if you are legitimately stuck on this fight, there is assist modes to help you through it now, uh, whereas Good. before those didn't exist. But I think a lot of it is just like it's so well paced. The final like phase, quote unquote, of this is a gigantic QTE of you calling in every single ally that you have and doing all of your finishing moves. Yeah. And it's it feels so much like a JRPG final cutscene the it's whole time. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I loved it so much. Uh, I think this is just great. And then post credits. There's more game to happen. Uh, the story conclusion is satisfying. It feels like you got a good thing going. And really well animated, too. Again. Really yeah, well animated. It's like a cool post credit scene of you uh, rebuilding the industries and, like, Chai is hired on as just, like, a person, basically. And, like, he's a, got a PR special or skills. someone? Yeah. Like, he's a key speaker or something. Yeah. yeah, he's he's like a leadership person, you know. He'll, he'll and talk then he people. decides to finally try to learn the guitar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's the big thing is that he never actually knew the guitar and is deciding to actually learn it. Uh, but yeah, it's super satisfying. The whole game ends super well. It's just the way that this entire game was constructed and revealed. I think was so perfect. And this wouldn't work for everything. Like I think so many different games would not have benefited from this shadow drop the way that Hi-Fi Rush did. I think the thing that really worked with Hi-Fi Rush is it's an unknown, but it looks very good. Like, it yeah. visually presents super well. Uh, 
it sounds good. There's a lot of things there that make you question of like, hey, is this going to be good or not? And then they hit you with the, it's on Game Pass, play it today. And you're like, all right. <laughs> I'll Even play it today. Not... And what was and great is I also didn't and give reviewers five hours a night. codes. So everyone found out about this at the same time. And then there was just complete unknown of like, yeah. if you want to know how good this game is, you have to play it yourself or you got to wait because nobody has played it yet. So... I think that worked super well and just really meant everyone went into this game on equal footing and mm-hmm. formed their own opinions. And I think it was just really healthy to have a game that everyone could do that with and not have to to be caught into this like constantly reading reviews and media trap that so much yeah. of AAA and indie stuff has fallen into now. Of like, this is just a weird game that exists out of like weird circumstances and is super fun and only exists because some really passionate people were behind it and managed to fight for it to exist. So, yeah, yeah I think this is just thoroughly great. Uh, it is... It, it, it's it's a game that is literally, like, right after Chai's own heart as a character because yes. it should... If you're, if, you're a, if you're a marketing team looking at it, it, it is basically... It shouldn't have happened. It shouldn't have worked. It is It is a defect because it's not a well-established IP that has four games before it. It doesn't have a realistic graphical style. It's not in a well-established genre that they know they're going to have people buying it no matter what the game looks like, if it's if it looks good or if it looks bad. It doesn't have, like, the, the most amount of star power on it is that it had Nine Inch Nails and The Evil Within, which, like, even if you really like those things, they're, like, B or C level of rev- relevance, unfortunately. But like you, you see what happens when you take chances on just these exactly. insane things, and your game isn't exactly. called Balan Wonderworld. <laughs> I mean, that's it's... that's poor Yuji Naka. Poor Yuji Naka. May he be in jail in peace. I guess he's probably still there. <laughs> uh, but it, it, like, it's just once, once in a lifetime, just all the things just came together perfectly to make Hi-Fi Rush happen. And it's it's for the next little bit at least until the next thing happens like this. It is going to be the ultimate like anti single player games don't do well anymore. Anti only realistic graphic styles work. Anti only open world games are going to be popular now. Anti all the industry norms. This is this is like the most video game video game of this year and of the last like five years probably maybe yeah. even and ten. And it's just a joy to play in a lot. It's so good. This I like in the grand scheme of things. I think if we're if we're giving this game like a number rating or something, the only reason that we'd give it under a ten is just because that something we haven't thought of could have been added to make it perfect. <laughs> but because being giving something a ten is really crazy. Well, but I don't about know. Adding, speaking about adding things to it, um, you you can just get cosmetics in the game. Yeah, oh, you unlock yeah. an entire wardrobe and cosmetic system once you beat the game that you can adjust mm-hmm. everyone. Tons of cosmetics you can unlock. Uh, lots of color schemes you can change and all sorts of cool stuff. Uh, there's post-game story of you can go do all these Spectre things and just learn a little bit more about the world. Nothing earth-shattering, but it's just fun to go and do all this stuff. Uh, they give you reasons to revisit levels. You get to keep all your fun goodies from your first playthrough. Just, like, smoothly rolls you into New Game Plus, basically. And that's really fun. Yeah. Uh 
Brett, I don't know about you, but this gives me the same vibe as Project Wingman. Like, this is the vibe Absolutely. I get from this game. of Absolutely. Hyper passion project, but, like, at a different scale of, like, this was a AAA studio, or AA, I think, by the size of, like, Tango probably having been working on this and Ghostwire at the same time. Uh, yeah. Size thing just happening. It, wild. Uh, and, yeah, as you were saying, Brett, like, I... If this is not a 10, I question what your criteria for giving a 10 is. Is it just impossible? Because I think it I, would just I, be impossible. Because yeah. <laughs> what else? What else? Um, like, there's minor negatives I can think of, but nothing that is, like, at all close to dropping the score. Um, there's yeah. no tech issues to speak of here. Like, this game works perfectly. I, uh, I don't even think functions. Wyatt had tech issues with this game. Yeah, because the one he tried to bring up was wrong and not a tech issue. It was intended. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like the, the, a one cutscene didn't play right at the very start or something. Um, it, oh, it, it was the like a sign in in Zanzo's level like flew really far. It looked weird. Oh yeah, and yeah. I was like that. that yeah, he I had love the problem with the physics. Guitar, and it's just like... strength. It'll fly across the map. What do you want to happen? That's great. Yeah, Ugh. I mean, great time. Uh, if we did formal reviews, this would be very high on the scale, if not a 10. Like, this is, I think, as close to a perfect Ryan game that you can get. <laughs> Maybe throw in some space game. simulator elements and then you're there. <laughs> 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 I don't know what that would look like. Uh, yeah, it was great. I, this wonderful game. I The reason we don't have a lot negative to say is that there really aren't many negatives. Mm -hmm. yeah. Any other thoughts before we close out? Um, I mean, I guess on the to to expound just just one percent more on the the post game stuff. I mean, they've there there's been no word on any sort of live service elements being added because it's already in the game. As admittedly simple as it is, you can just replay the game and get like a different shirt yeah. and scarf, and also use the left shark costume as much as you want. But like. Yeah. I am going to be playing this game with a 16-hour-ish campaign made by, like, 50 people or something with all of their hearts poured into it for so much longer than I am going to have played Halo Infinite in my lifetime. When all is said and done, the little guy has won this time. It's like, what am I going to remember? Am I going to remember Halo Infinite or am I going to remember Hi-Fi Rush? Hi-Fi Rush is at the top of that list. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Yep. yep, yep. Uh, it's, it's so much easier to remember bad things than good things. <laughs> and Hi-Fi Rush is just so good it beats it. It's yeah. There's not enough bad things. <laughs> well, that's the thing of like, I don't know about you guys. I have not stopped thinking about Hi-Fi Rush. Like it, it, every yeah. now and then, it'll just pop into my head. Like, oh, that game was really good. I should play more. Like, and, you know, because of, because brain. because I've played it and I'm on YouTube a lot. YouTube just recommends me songs from the soundtrack of it. Good. <laughs> Good so music, it forcefully so. keeps it in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's the end of the show. We we talked about Hyper Rush. We've gushed about it all we wanted to. There's no more gushing to gush. We we've done it. So, on that note, unless there are any final words, may you forever hold your peace until Sunday when we do another episode. <laughs> would you say Hi-Fi has been gooshed? I don't think anybody would say that. <laughs> we'll we'll no, be back on, on Sunday with some, some more games-related content. As always, Tuesdays, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, on the podcast platform of your choice, YouTube. 